two o'clock and you're listening to the one two three show with me noreen Mayer, this monday afternoon let's uh, turn to the final bit of today's program and we've got a wonderful feature trash talk by marcy trent long and this week marcy talks to Teresa wu from the environmental protection department about opark uh, if you've not heard of opark it is hong kong's organic resources recovery center Hey, Trash Talk listeners, did you know that there's an organic waste facility here in Hong Kong? A few years ago, Opark One, the very first organic resources recovery center, was built in Siu Ho Wan of North Lantau. Okay, this facility uses anaerobic digestion technology to convert food waste into electricity. And our guest, Teresa Wu of Opark, is going to break that down for us and explain exactly what that means. But the good news is the residues from the process of making the electricity can actually be used for compost in landscaping and agriculture. So welcome to the show, Teresa. It's great to have you for our first time. Yes, it's my pleasure to be here. (laughs) It was a long trip into the studio, so we appreciate it. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Maybe you can explain to us then what the O in OPARC stands for. Okay, the official name of OPARC is the Organic Resources Recovery Center. So the O, of course, stands for organic. So what is organic? In food waste, there's a lot of organic substance, such as protein, carbohydrates, and fats. We convert these organic matters into biogas for power generation. Right. And so then that term anaerobic digestion technology, that's a big term. So you somehow process it Mm -hmm. to make electricity. And how does that work? Yes, it's kind of a very complicated process. So food waste collection vehicles comes in our plant and have their weight recorded first and then goes inside the bunker and then uh, discharge the food waste into a bunker. Then the operators in the control room will use the grab cranes to transfer the food waste, usually packed in bags, plastic bags, into the crusher. The crusher is help uh, smashes all the plastic bag into pieces and also the food waste and smash it into suspension. The suspension will then goes inside a trommel sieve drum and for food waste that is less than 16 millimeters in diameter will go past and enters the anaerobic digestion tank but for bits and pieces like the uh, paper cartoon boxes plastic uh, eating utensils broken into pieces will be removed from the pre-treatment system and after that, uh, there could be some broken glass bottles and maybe uh, metal pieces. It will go past the sand grid trapped for, for recovery. And then uh, footway suspensions will then go inside the anaerobic digestion tank where uh, the microorganisms inside the tank will break down the organic matters into biogas. And biogas are usually contain of methane gas will be used for power generation and besides power our plants can also recover the heat the heat will be used for uh, maintaining the temperature of the anaerobic digestion tank at 35 to 37 degrees and also for the composting process so actually all the power and uh, heat are reused inside our plants for any surplus electricity we will export to the power grid 
for power recovery. And also the digestate. After the anaerobic digestion process, there are some digestate, the sludge that coming out from the anaerobic digestion tank. They will go inside the compost tunnel for producing compost. The compost will be used for agricultural use or landscaping. Can can anyone request to use the landscaping, or is it, or you just use it for the government facilities? Uh, it's both government and also the private sector. Right now, we are distributing some of the compost to our guest visitors, and also to government departments for the infrastructure projects like the Hong Kong Zhu High Macau Bridge, and also some housing SDAs are re-establishment projects and also some private sectors are also interested in taking our compost but the ownership of the compost is actually belongs to our contractors so they have the uh, right to sell it at a cost to make a little extra money that makes sense doesn't it (laughs) right because i'm sure it's a an expensive facility yes can you take a step back with us and just describe why separating you know organic waste and dry waste is so important in Hong Kong? Yes, because the organic waste is the major source of odor. Because usually the papers, the plastic, it won't, it won't produce smell. But uh, the odor problem is actually coming from the organic food waste. So if we can separate it as source, it could help reduce the odor source for on one hand. And on the other hand, we could probably treat it in our plants. Because our treatment capacity of the pretreatment unit is limited by the amount of impurities like the utensils, lunch boxes, plastic and stuff. If there are too many impurities going into our plant, it will clog our pipes, it will break our crushers, uh, it will cause all kinds of problems and we have to suspend the operation of our own park. So I sincerely wish that the community could help separate food waste out from the source. Uh, it's better for the downstream treatment the organics yeah well so you guys have a statistic that there's about 3600 i believe tons yes. of food waste a day here in hong kong mm-hmm. which is stunning but you do about 200 yeah. of that um where do you get uh, your waste from then um and then the remaining 3400 goes to <sighs> Hmm. We don't want to ask, I guess, the landfill or... Actually, that 3,600 tons uh, is actually... The figure itself is coming out from a landfill survey. We conduct a monitoring survey at the landfill well, once in a while to check out oh, what different... The composition of different type of waste. So uh, this figure is... It, it fluctuates from time sure, to time. from time yeah. to time, as do all statistics. But uh, based yeah. on our exper- uh, the overseas experience, only half of them could be separated out for proper treatment. So I guess uh, because there are things like uh, shells, very, very large bones, even though they are coming from, out from the food, but they cannot be converted into biogas and power generation. So uh, we consider that the amount of food waste that we actually have to treat is around 1,800. So uh, so we are treating uh, about 2, two or 3 percent right now, but uh, I guess it's make a big difference because uh, it helps reduce the amount of carbon emissions. For food waste, if it goes into the landfill, instead of converting to gas uh, and power, the amount of uh, carbon emission is 82 times as that, as much. Wow. 
Yeah. So uh, even we are doing a little bit, but it helps a lot already. That's right. <laughs> and we know that we had Ming Chan here um, okay. a few weeks ago, and we know that now you're taking it from Hong Kong composting. So what are all some of the sources? Uh, right now, we are mainly taking it from the public and private sectors, and commercial and industrial sectors, actually, uh, because the, uh, they are th those food waste produced from the commercial industrial sector is usually in bulk and it's easier for them to separate out for source for recovery and uh, we have food coming out mainly from the uh, food factories like uh, the A1 bakery uh, the the beer the beer brewery uh, and we still have some from the hotels restaurants shopping malls and the major source is from the wet markets operating by the Food and Environmental Hygiene Service Department, the Link, and we have some from the shopping centers, from the housing department, and also hospital authorities also supporting us a lot on this. Uh, and also the airport, the in-flight meal catering services providers, school lunch suppliers, stuff like that, yeah. Also the theme parks, <laughs> the ocean park and the Disney parks. Yes. Um, so we are getting sources from here and there, from time, but it also is the the quantity fluctuates from time to time. It depends on seasons. Like if it's a tourism seasons, that we may receive more. But uh, unfortunately, we were hit hard by the outspread of the COVID one nine. So uh, there's some some impact on our plant operation as well. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about how much um, food waste and organic materials mm -hmm. you take, and maybe you could describe, do you divert it at the landfills or do you take it from uh, individual donors? Yes, actually we rely on the business sectors to source separate and deliver the food waste to OPAC One. Also, we are willing to intake some of the food waste from the domestic sectors. Uh, Recently, we have been working with the Hong Kong Community Composting since March 2020, and they have uh, gathered some food waste from the domestic sector and sent it here. Although the quantity is not much, but it will help um, educate or promote this program to other uh, domestic sectors. Yes. No, you're totally right, and, and that education is really important. So it's it's great that you guys are, are reaching beyond your normal mm. scope of work um, to incorporate those people that want to compost. Mm -hmm. and we really appreciate that being a Hong Kong composter person here. Mm -hmm. um, we, we talked a little bit about that you take 200 tons a day, but sometimes you're not always taking that much. Yes. But we also, our little birdie told us that there might be an OPARC 2 in the future. Is that true? Yes, the OPARC 2 actually is under construction. It will be completed by around 2022 and it's going to intake 300 tons of food waste per day. Yes. That's very exciting. Teresa Wu, thank you so much for coming in and telling us more about OPARC. I don't think that many people know about you. It took me quite a while to figure out yes. um, what you guys were doing and we we look forward to hearing more from OPARC. Oh, actually, and also, also OPARC too. Actually, we're also building an, an education center within OPARC 1 so that the children, the students and public can come and visit OPARC 1 so they could get more understanding of our treatment facilities and also how to source separate food waste and help us to promote our plant and maybe we could help uh, intake more food waste in the future.
Yeah, that would be, it's so important to educate the children, right? Yes. On what's going on. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, congratulations on the O Park success. It's wonderful. Thank you. You can find all the Trash Talk episodes on iTunes and the RTHK on the Go app. Thanks to our partners, Plastic Free Seas. Many thanks to Marcy for this week's uh, Trash Talk. And Marcy was talking to Teresa Wu from the Environmental Protection Department about OPARC, which is Hong Kong's Organic Resources Recovery Centre.